this is only kind of us flirting. <laughs> so I'm definitely going to tie you down <laughs> in T minus. Can't wait. You're so cute. <laughs> Crazy sexiness. Don't upset the pit bull. Sorry, love. We're going to do some interviewing about your orgy stories. All right. Warning. The content on this podcast is both highly adult and potentially enlightening. Please do not listen if you're not, I don't know, emotionally 25, physically 18. Thank you. Hey, Orgy Story World. How you doing? You doing okay? <laughs> Let's have one out there. A lot of people were like, yeah, the uh, whole COVID thing's going to disappear right after the election. Wrong. Just a big wrong. Doesn't matter. Still not having orgies. Still promoting them, encouraging them, sharing stories about them. Kink Month rolls on. Hope you had a lovely Thanksgiving. Hope you are looking towards the same type of insane horniness we all are during this time. And we've got some stories to help you with that today. Thanks to dear friend on the show. Enjoy some kink stories. We'll see you in a week. Start with the first one. You've told me a little bit about this. Mm-hmm. There definitely, at some point, is you tied to a hook, being spanked. I feel like I've seen a picture of your red ass from this. All of that aside, you're someone who enjoys kinky group play. Right. Not just the vanilla. If you just walked into a standard swinger orgy, you'd be like, fun, not for me. Yeah, I have been to a standard swinger orgy, and it was very overwhelming. <laughs> fun, but not for you? Yeah. It's kind of how you... <laughs> yeah. I mean, I did top my first female at a standard vanilla-ish orgy. There was like a kink room off to the side. Um, so that was kind of fun. But overall, it was not like... Uh, a mind-blowing evening compared to the kink nights so let's start with the kink nights how yeah. do you find out about it and take us through like you f- how do you get invited and then sure yeah so the first kink party i went to um was not a private party i was um i was actually kind of just figuring out that i was kinky um so i was googling and FetLifing everything that I could find once I found out about FetLife. And there's a coffee shop in uh, San Francisco, which I guess to like preface that, I went to San Francisco where I understood. God bless San Francisco. <laughs> well, from what I understood at the time, it's kind of like the kink capital um, in the U.S. at least. We've told people this. Yeah. Sometimes it's about where you are. I, God, I love what's going on in Montgomery, Alabama. I'm sure there's a oh. fun orgy scene. <laughs> I thought but there was a kink story coming with that. Nope. <laughs> and that's what everybody li- in Alabama yeah. listening is like, nope. Nope. This yeah. is a San Francisco luxury. Yeah. Yeah. It, a I mean, coffee shop for this. It, well, so it was called, and I actually, sadly, I don't know if it's open anymore. Um, it was called Wicked Grounds. And I'd just, you know, seen it on FetLife because I was looking up all the events for the time that I was going to be there. And people had talked about this coffee shop. So I was like, okay, well, I must go get a kinky coffee. <laughs> So I go in and I'm just like, okay, cool. I'm like one with the kink people now. And there's, you know, little flyers that people put out about their events. And uh, there was, I can't even remember what the event was called, but it was at this place called The Harlot, which was probably one of the sexiest bars I've ever been to. But they, um, 
it, the thing that I really liked about the invite was all, everybody had to be dressed up. No jeans were allowed. Women were kind of expected to wear lingerie. Men were expected to at least have like a suit jacket type thing. So it was kind of a, a thing to do. And um, so I was like, okay, I'm going to go to this. It actually worked out well. And this is, I was actually staying in a hostel, which is kind of funny. Um, so if you had sexy hostel <laughs> on the bingo card. <laughs> Uh, there have been some interesting hostel nights, but none involving kink, unfortunately. Yeah. But, um, no, so I was, uh, you know, went to all these different lingerie stores because lingerie in San Francisco is mind blowing compared to our little town in Colorado. Um, anyway, so I kind of made that like part of my tourism in San Francisco was going to like kink stores, going to Mr. S and finding, you know, little pieces of what I was going to wear. Um, so anyway, I get what I'm going to wear, but as I'm leaving the hostel, I'm like, well, I can't, I can't really wear this to For go out. For everyone listening, I'm to say, what were you going to wear? Uh, I had like this leather corset that I brought. Um, so You're welcome, everyone. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, I think I had some thigh highs and a garter belt and like a skirt just to like kind of get the night started, but the skirt definitely did not stay on that evening. <laughs> Um, so anyway, I remember walking out of the hostel wearing normal clothes and showing up and, you know, they asked me, well, where's your, where's your outfit? And I was like, oh, can I change into it? And I had it in my bag. So, um, because you, you literally wouldn't be allowed in, in street clothes, which I thought made the event that much more exciting. So right off the bat, you're kind of in the right mindset. Um, I'm sorry, you found out about the event through the kinky coffee? Yeah. Yeah. It was also listed on FetLife though. So I was able to go there. Yeah. And you had to dress a certain way just to get in. Yeah. That's the kink party I'm looking for. Yeah. Right. Standards make such a big difference. Um, So you had to kind of wear something. Yeah. Yeah. Which for me as a female who enjoys dressing up and living in Denver, Colorado, where you wear more than a flannel and, people think you're celebrating something phenomenal um i appreciate that about san francisco being able to dress up a little bit uh but anyway so i walk in oh i guess i should also preface this with when i had um mentioned on fetlife that i was going to this party you know people will kind of message you saying like hey I, i see you're going to this and this one person um kind of messaged me he said hey like no pressure to play whatsoever but me and my friends will have a table um you know come join us um you know just a very welcoming friendly message I kind of checked out like who he was involved with on FetLife and I was like okay these people are attractive to me they seem not scary so that was good it's uh, always helpful for for anyone that first message too mm-hmm. don't don't put it in fifth gear like rev the edge like Flirt. Remember yeah. how flirting works? Yeah, it's, exactly. It's still the same way. Yeah, not like, hey, little girl, do you want to be bent over and fucked in the <laughs> front of 200 people? Like, probably not. Probably not going to get you many a places. A little bit more subtle. Yeah. A little yeah. more subtle than that. Required. I mean, there. I know there are people out there who would, like, eat that message up, but I think those are rare. And we're not judging them. No, not at parties, all. Not at all. Kink, uh, kink relationships aren't like that, in my experience. Kink relationships require a little bit more trust building. I, I agree. Uh, that's that's definitely my experience. Um, so so I get in, and this place is gorgeous. It's um, all the furniture is 
I don't know. It's just very nice and. Uh, bl- You're crushing this. Because <laughs> this is question two. You okay. walk in. Yeah. What's it look like? Yeah. No, it was it was stunning. It's like exactly what you want want a place to look like. By the way, this place kind of set the bar and kind of fucked me for like your average kink parties and not in a good way. Um, Feel the because same way my about standards. My first real orgy. <laughs> oh it's yeah. Like, yeah. You just fucked me. You just <laughs> crushed me for other orgies. It's like yeah. now I'm measuring. Them. Right. And yeah. It happened to be great the first time. Yeah. Is there someone at the door? Yeah, there was somebody at the door. Um, because I do believe I believe there was a cover of to some extent. Um, there, and there always is, and there always yeah. should be. These are not cheap things yeah. to throw. Yeah. No, These absolutely. Um, didn't mind that at all, and it, w- it was a reasonable one. Um, at least for me, I guess I know some places, um, you know, will charge females a certain price and men an exorbitant price, which I get. Which is also anyway. That's a tangent that we don't need to go down. That's fair. Um, <laughs> anyway, so single men, you pay the yeah, most. Yeah, here's tax that. Sorry. Brackets, it works the exact same <laughs> as taxes. <laughs> you're yeah, in a well, couple. Good for you. <laughs> it's a discount. Yeah, right. If you're a single lady, and this is where it breaks from taxes, you're a god. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, so it's, they they did very well with the lighting. You've got like red and blue backlights everywhere. It's very dimly lit, but light enough to like see how sexy all of these people are around you um they have they had um a dj who i don't know if i'm like allowed to yeah i probably shouldn't mention his name but um dj who i'd kind of actually become friends with later who played awesome perfect like kink party music um which helped set the tone for sure um so as i'm walking in obviously i'm super nervous i'm probably like somewhat shaky and probably rather sweaty for someone who's about to be like touched by other people um but i actually meet meet the people who messaged me and walk over and of course they're like i didn't realize this until they're like oh well how do you know this person and i said oh they just messaged me on on fetlife and welcomed me in and they were like oh well so funny that the first party you're at you're gonna meet like the it couple of the san francisco king scene so automatically i'm just like holy shit this is gonna be an evening Speaking to maybe your your attraction level that you caught some eyes even at this experience level. But that's awesome. I mean, that's kind of the <laughs> yeah. dream, right? That you meet yeah. some people that at least are comfortable at this. They know what they're doing. And I can't – I'm still even trying to like – the idea of people having tables is really fascinating to me. Yeah. Because that's not something – I would love it to be something at an orgy. Like, oh, we've purchased the bed over in Lot B. It's <laughs> yeah. got a robe thing. That's our bed. Yeah. Like, we have a whole – Well, you can actually do that at Scarlet Ranch. You could purchase, like a, uh, like, a cabana. The, the beds down in, like, the play area specifically, those are just, like, first come, first serve. Uh, but, they, yeah, they, you can – I think – for big parties like Halloween or their summer parties, um, you can like purchase a cabana and you, you know, you bring your own alcohol. So yeah. Okay. It's fun times. You had me a cabana. Yeah. <laughs> Let's trans. L- tell me how it moves from you meet up with the crew. Right. You, when do you meet the gentleman who messaged you? No, that was like right off the bat. Part I kind of the noticed crew. them. And at this point, um, yeah, I just go up to talk and that's when the other guy's like, Oh, well, of course you're first, the first people you may meet are the it couple of the San Francisco King scene. And, and for those so listening at home, we know that's not how it always works. No. That's why she's <laughs> telling the story. <laughs> no, it's, it's like it, it was really out of a, a book. I was kind of mind blown. But um, so they they both used to teach classes um, and host like 
big big parties in San Francisco that all kink related, very protocol heavy. Um, but this night was very for me anyway. I was Can kind I explain of what protocol. Yeah, is yeah, for please do. Real quick. Yeah, there's already a previous set of rules adhered to that the submissives will follow per the dom's orders. This is as simple as they'll be serving drinks. Sometimes it's much more complicated with what you're wearing in this scenario and kind of the whole roles associated, but it, it's deeply kinky and it's deeply a part of it. And if it's a good also litmus test, now you're in the know. If you're trying to test out that new person that says they're a dom and you're not sure, ask them if they know what protocol is. <laughs> yeah, very true. Um, I always appreciate a, a dom who knows what protocol is because I feel like at least – you know, they've read a book, maybe they've had a mentor who's talked to them about this. Um, and I guess just for the listeners, protocol at a party could be very different than protocol in private, too, because, you know, you might have different rules for how you play around other people and with other people versus what you do at home. Protocol is consent. Chapter eight. If consent chapter one is you make sure you have it and it's like, yes, no. Is this OK? Is this not OK? That's chapter one. Can I do this? Can I not? Do you want this? Do you not? Chapter seven and eight is protocol where it's like, <laughs> we've already agreed. Yeah. This is what turns us on. We've skipped past the yes, no's. Now we're to the you'll do this or you'll be punished. Right. I'm getting a little warm over here. <laughs> um, the tension is palpable. <laughs> Um, okay, so I'm not at, like some of these nights are, or this night is definitely blurry, and I that means it's playtime. <laughs> yeah. Let's just get to a highlight of playtime yeah. before I make you tell the next <laughs> kink story. Mm -hmm. But this this night transformed you. You were like, "This is what I want. This is what I like. This this teaches me and challenges me and turns me on." Right. How does it transition to play? What does it take the take us down the sexy road? Give us the fun stuff. Yeah. So um, first of all, like as I walk in, there's already definitely little scenes going on. And what I love so much about this party where the, there was like kind of areas off to the side where um, somebody had brought on. I feel bad not knowing what this is called, but it's um, basically a gigantic circle that has, you know, a ring at the top that you kind of are able to use for shibari or rope tying purposes. Um, so there are people kind of using that and it's like this beautiful, think like Burning Man performance, if you will. I'm listening. Um, it's definitely not always sexual, but in this case it was very sexy at least. Um, and what I love so much too about, at least what I've seen from the San Francisco scene, is everybody's very consent oriented. So if you know you're watching this, Sometimes I've seen people at other parties come up and try to touch without asking. And so everybody was very respectful of people's personal space. Um, but obviously, if you're playing in a public arena like this, you know, you've at least given people the consent to watch. I, I think that's kind of a given. Um, but anyway, there are a few little scenes kind of already happening everywhere um, that were kind of on the more, hey, welcome to the party side. It wasn't like nobody's fucking by the way at this like this is all very like a lot of Someone's sexual tension tied up and being spanked give us an idea yeah. of like a scene that caught your attention um so i like i said a little bit of this is kind of blurry but the first this is also like seven years oh, ago it's blurry it's so hot <laughs> the adrenaline's running yeah, yeah exactly the morning after an orgy i can't remember shit yeah it's i tough. remember like just 
beautiful. It's like a scrapbook of it's amazing, tough. but it's yeah. not specific. So, um, anyway, there, like I said, there was this, you know, it was pretty much a shibari scene going on this big kind of suspension stand that's a circle. And then there was this other scene where I believe it was two women kind of tied to each other um, in a very intricate rope tie, and they were being spanked um, or flogged or something like that. Um, so th- those are really the two scenes that kind of stuck out. And then I remember this, this person that messaged me on FetLife. I feel like I should give them a name to make this a little easier, like a fake name, but... Uh, Ted. Ted. Oh, no, because that reminds me of a politician. Let's go with Blake. Mike. Mike. Works. Mike. Yeah, just that's an easy one. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so Mike um, suggests, you know, would you... Would, I don't even... I can't remember how it got asked, but um, eventually I, I said okay. Um, and I would also like to add that a lot of this party happened so smoothly and I was pretty new to this and probably should have negotiated a lot more than I did. I'm just very lucky that the people that I played with were respectful and um, experienced, experienced intuitive, and intuitive enough to recognize if something was good or bad. Right. Challenging. Because had I picked somebody that was newer or just more of an asshole or selfish person, this could have gone horribly wrong. Um, so anyway, I end up playing um, with this man Mike who you know he he has me kind of bent over the table my hair is like flopped over my face so I can't really see anything and there's this awesome music going on the lighting is amazing and uh, there's just spanking and he's he starts off by you know lightly this is my my first ever scene not not publicly just like privately or anything I've never played with the dom at this point um and so, you know, he, he spanks me and asks me, like, on a scale of, you know, 1 to 10, how much does that hurt? And kind of, like, plays with that a little bit to kind of figure out where my pain tolerance is. Um, so then the spanking scene kind of um, goes. And I kind of start to feel like there are many people watching, but I'm not really paying too much attention. Um, then his partner, will call her Sheila, I guess. Um, comes over and she's being spanked by this other man, Jared. <laughs> um, so now she and I are next to each other. She's a very attractive blonde female and we're both being spanked. Um, and then they switch places. So there's more spanking going on, a lot of sensual touching. She and I make out at some point. And once the scene is over, I come to find out, actually, I think it was the next day, um, that there was probably about 20 other people that ended up spanking me somewhere in there that Mike, he knew each person that spanked me, I suppose. Um, which was really, really hot to me. The fact that there was not really consent asked for is maybe not the best thing in the world, but I was totally okay with it. Um, suffice it to say Mike knew you maybe a scotch and I know people are like, but they just met look, there's just met and there's consented to just meet. You were pretty consenting at this point. Yeah. So I, I will give the credence. Like, of course, it could have been more reserved. It can always be more reserved. Sure. But that's not I'm alone in San Francisco and going to a sex party. Right. And sure, let's meet up. Right. You're already uh, putting it in third gear. Yeah. For me no, to, like, it was to definitely use a very manual shift. So so I will give like I, I feel like in. These are friends of yours long after the fact. I've only yeah. been introduced to them as your friends. So right. 
I agree with you, but simultaneously, I do feel like you were quite actively consenting. Yeah, and I, I, I only bring that up just for any it's always young good to sub remember. or, we, or we, a we sub of any a point. new sub. Consent is right. always evolving. It's always changing. Right. It's always your power. Exactly. You can disconsent at any point and right. say, I'm done. Right. You just have to have the right communication. Right. Yeah, I guess my my only reason for and bringing King that up makes is it for more complicated. Oh, it's totally yeah. And more, and we we are quite clear about that. Kink plays by its own rules. Absolutely, yeah. I, I like I said at the time, everything was going great, and I just feel super lucky. But as people my will admit, clearly, you said this was hot to you. Yeah. You oh, everything was super hot to me. Thing. I'm not saying there was a consent violation at all. I'm just saying for the potential new subs coming into this thinking you know just just be mindful like really if there's anything that feels weird or icky or slightly creepy listen to that listen to those flags yeah exactly flags yeah but i mean i was also in a public bar i wasn't in somebody's home or anything like that so that that was helpful um but yeah it was actually really really hot on uh the next day getting messages on fetlife being like thanks for letting me spank you last night and being like i had no idea but this was (laughs) really fun (laughs) um yeah so is that the highlight of night one is that the highlight of your first give us the I mean, highlight before i make you round third yeah that that was definitely the i mean the whole entire evening was a highlight i mean i so listeners are screaming at their radio <laughs> shut up kevin don't don't censor her let her go on for uh, hours about this and go to hell yeah. we're gonna no but to wrap the evening up so that that was the highlight um it was funny though so then people, you know, kind of started leaving to head home, and I'm like, oh, no, best night ever is ending. Um, apparently, <laughs> I do remember at, at one night there were – can we talk about drugs on this podcast? Sure. Okay. So that. at one point uh, the, at the end of the evening, so the bar owners were actually the ones hosting this party, and I didn't figure this out till I think, weeks later. But um, obviously some – no, yeah. Oh, did I already do that? You didn't. Okay, that's good. Uh, <laughs> well, we should double check. I will. Okay. I'll do a re-listen and beep out the name of the bar. Great. Perfect. If it exists anymore. Anyway, um, lines of coke were being done off of my butt, which was, that was kind of funny until I was bent over with one lined up and somebody went to slap my ass. I was not expecting it. So stood straight up like a, you know, just a natural reaction. And then they were like, oh, you just wasted this. And I was like, oh, don't smack my butt without telling me. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and that's a this is a lesson. You put <laughs> coke on the butt, you get what you get. That's <laughs> nothing yeah. anybody can do. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a gamble. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't have told that part of the story, but loved it anyway. So it was funny because I think um, you know, of course, I become friends with some of these people on FetLife over the coming days, and I remember messaging the one of the like main two guys. I think Jared. I decided to name him. Um, you know, asking for his phone or no, he texted me like a couple days later and I messaged him. How did you get my number? And this just goes to speak to those of you who don't know from kink, uh, what sub drop is, which is kind of after the high of playing in these sort of, I don't know what you call it, Kevin. I would call you a rock star in this (laughs) regard. Like you're the celebrity you're playing in a space there's a lot of energy. Maybe you gave your number and you didn't realize it. Maybe you were like, oh, get it from Mike. I don't know. Yeah. No, it was definitely like a, I gave it. I Once he reminded me, I remembered giving it to him. But it, I was just in such a fuzzy space after all of that had happened. All of this adrenaline. A all of these. Subspace high. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
So different than the coke up. We just <laughs> um, so yeah, that was the night, and I remember going back home or to my hostel bunk, and you know, just wide-eyed, being like, "What in the fuck did I just experience?" And writing a. I actually still haven't read it since I wrote it because I don't really like reading the things that I've written. But, um, you know, so when I'm 75 and what's the lady in Titanic? Rose. Uh, Rose. And so when I'm Rose, looking back on my younger years, love life, I can read <laughs> what I did on my first King Party <laughs> at four o'clock in the morning in a hostel bed. <laughs> and that is why we hosted a podcast about it. It's like, how am I going to remember that? I remember. <laughs> I'll just listen to this thing. Yeah. Damn. So yeah. scale of one to ten, you're giving the first event like a ten? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's that's idyllic yeah. first event. It was beautiful. Because I did not have a first idyllic no. orgy situation. In the place, now it was such a wasted space because it was the capable of so much. They had a, they had a cross. Oh, because yours was in Maryland, right? Yeah, the first place. And they had this private room. They had hot tubs. They just had everything but youthful people interested in sex. (laughs) Do you say everything but youthful people? Correct. (laughs) I just uh, wish I'd I'd used the court more now that I know what's possible. Yeah. Yeah, crosses are definitely a fun. Suffice it to say, you've made you make friends, you make a connection. You mm-hmm. even, I would dare say, found a community. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. I want to skip to chapter seven in the <laughs> king parties. You've been to some king parties since yeah, then. I have, I have. But the one that shocked me <laughs> was that I remember you and I have been friends for years now. Mm-hmm. There's there's definitely kink aspects to our relationship, as you might have noticed from <laughs> her rather personal introduction. <laughs> I'm totally letting that ride. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> you went to a party that I was like, excuse me? I like that everything about the first party you explained, of course I wanted to hear the details. It was like what's mm-hmm. going on, but I was familiar because I've been to kink parties. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the Crucible in DC. I've been through some things. This one was brand new to me. Yeah. Would you like to I'm assuming you're talking about the objectification party. Okay. You, <laughs> so I feel like I you, know you think it's something different just because of our specific objectification. I feel objectification. Like you called it a furniture party. <laughs> I think That's you, what I, I think, think you wanted it. me to call it a furniture party. All right. <laughs> Let's go with an objectification party. And yeah. you know I'm in. Right. Love objectification. I'm in on a lot yeah. of these fronts. I have different planes yeah. that, that go different directions. But this one it was like, I'm sorry. Yeah. What? Uh, and, and not because I'm not into it. No. I want to I make very clear to everyone because I was it was just new to me. Yeah. And right, like right. the first time someone said, fuck me in the ass, <laughs> I had a face. It was like, I'm sorry. Could you <laughs> oh, just elaborate what? for a minute on what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to need you to elaborate yes. for a minute and just, yeah, explain what an objectification party is. Yeah. So... Um, this is where I'm probably not going to be the best at e- explaining what objectification is as far as kink goes. Um, Big topic. Yeah. I feel Let's like going from that party. to the part. Okay, just great. Go with this I was going to say, because now I feel explain like I'm a representative of kink and I don't want to be that person. Party. Explain <laughs> yeah. the costumes. Okay, so, so one of the ones that was my favorite uh, concepts, I suppose, was um, man. 
another, we'll call him is John. It, isn't he? Hold on. Didn't we already give him a name? Isn't he Jared? No, this is a new, this is a new man. New I, man. I went to this party John. with Jared. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, actually, well, John's not a good one. Uh, Brett. Well, oh, they're uh, fucking horrible names. Brett's, uh, Brett's <laughs> no, a hot name. No, that's a really shitty name, I have some actually. friends. No, it's not a good one. Okay. Uh, Gavin? <laughs> His name actually starts with a G, so that's funny. Gavin, great. So Gavin shows up, and Gavin is really, really involved in the King scene, uh, very well known. And um, he uh, he's he's just a personality, and I love him. He's he's a dear human. And his two partners that he brings to the party, they are being objectified as dolls. So those of you who are not familiar, there's a kink that people are into um, called dollification, where Usually, it's a female um, is essentially dollified, so she's probably wearing some sort of doll clothes. Maybe she's got her hair in pigtails, um, and this was supposed to be an interactive objectification party. So, the doms would bring their objects, if you will, for everybody to kind of play with or interact with in some way. So, uh, Gavin brings two dolls to the party, and you can come. One of them was dressed as a Barbie, so you could come and play um, dress up with Barbie. She actually had a pussy shaving scene, which was definitely uh, intriguing. Um, then there was another doll that was kind of more of like the kind of historical doll, and you could kind of like place her in a certain way, and she would stay put that way. If you, so she's like an actual doll that couldn't talk, they couldn't speak. Actually, I don't think, I think that was part of their protocol for the evening was they couldn't talk or speak unless. Callback protocol. Yeah. <laughs> We're bringing it in full circle here. Um, so that was one. I think there was um, a puppy at the party that was a submissive. Um, one scene that didn't quite. Is it all hetero? Is there like a no. guy-guy relationship where it's like, I brought my dog? So I don't know if I remember this part. Is there trans? Particular is there non-binary? I'm just curious. There's definitely non-binary. Um, this particular party, I don't know that I re- remember any male submissives. Um, I have been a, to a party where there there have been. Um, My trans lady Dom from age 23 to 24 demands I ask. So. <laughs> no, that's good. Um, no, it's good to ask. Um, I would say... Yeah, off the top of my head, I would say most of these were either lesbian couples or hetero couples. Um, I have not met many submissive men at parties, but not to say that that's not, you know. I, I, I will say in my dating life, I have I have come across many more submissive men than I have seen at parties. I don't know what the correlation is there, but yeah. Anyway, um well, oh, so there was a a puppy. Oh, the the one scene that Lady I didn't dress in puppy form. Yeah, yes, yeah. Um, and she she was at some point a very bad puppy, so she was getting kind of stepped on and very aggressively treated. But it was something that she was into. Um, there was a birthing scene, which I wasn't entirely sure how this related to objectification, but it was fucking hilarious. Like the entire room was cracking up, and it was. It was pretty funny um, for those interested in uh, impregnation and birthing scenes as your kink. They definitely had that side covered. <laughs> uh, so that was fun. Um, yeah, I can't quite remember any of the other. What were you going at? 
So me and my partner. We, we I need another name female name. Yeah. Uh, no, this is a new female name that we don't have yet. Uh, Brandy. Brandy. Sure. Oh, Brandy. Yeah, sure, Brandy. Yeah, so Brandy and I were going to be a table that evening. Um, so our objectification was actual furniture. We're going to be a table. Okay. Yeah. We're going to be a piece of furniture. A piece of furniture. particular Yes, so you could, we would be there and we would be beautiful furniture for people to eat off of. Yeah, so, you know, you could relax and look at these beautiful, not dressed women. So you're naked? Well, we we had lingerie on. Yeah, because our dom is very into lingerie. Uh, And then how are you at table? So, um, well... We had planned, so, and I, I think this is another thing that's important to know about kink parties is there's often a rough plan and then there's what actually happens. Um, so this party is one of those ones where you kind of have these like cool intentions, but the way reality works itself out, it doesn't totally go as planned. Uh, you know, so this is one of those nights which was a little bit tougher, especially when you've got DS and you've got multiple partners playing together. That can definitely be a little tricky sometimes. Um, the intention was that um, Brandy and I were going to be this really hot table. So, you know, you've got all these people that obviously need to have drinks and have snacks. So they would put their snacks. We, we brought this really gigantic piece of glass. And we were going to, um, I think our pose was essentially somewhat 69-ish. So one of us was like on our back with kind of our knees up. Um, the other one was kind of on all fours with the the glass resting kind of in that fashion on knees and butt and shoulders. If you can picture that. I can. (laughs) Wonderful. Um, But there was so much going on that for us to get this uh, sexy table set up didn't quite happen Um, until like the very end of the evening and people were leaving and it was kind of rushed and unfortunately didn't really pan out so well. Um, You know, such is life. It's part of the king story. Yeah. Sometimes it goes well, sometimes it goes Yeah. Table sideways. <laughs> yeah. Tip tip. I don't know where it's going with that. <laughs> it feels like um, I I don't know why I have this like sense of what people are thinking while they're listening to this and it's yeah. just like could you ask 7,000 more questions? <laughs> and the answer is no. <laughs> you got to hear what you got to hear. Two unbelievable stories. Thank you so much, by the way. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. It's been the, fun. The first being an extremely successful, and it's hard to imagine calling it this, so please ignore my lack of words for this situation, but you have your basic kink party. Nothing basic about it, <laughs> yeah. but your base, and then you have your more advanced, which is getting into a specific part of kink, which is objectification, and that's where you get into tables furniture (laughs) and i think it's kind of brave of you to explain like some of it goes well some of it doesn't because to me that is much more indicative of a kink party absolutely i mean especially when you're talking ds ds complicates things times you know 100 absolutely whatever number you want to throw on it so um and i think that's uh, probably a big part of why you know i know you've asked me in the past like there's you call them kink orgies, but honestly, there's not always much sex happening. And I think that's because the, the level of 
intensity that DS already brings. So you bring that and you bring like some sexual tension, some sexual play, you know, often some like spanking and or like public spanking and degradation. You bring all that together and sex is maybe a little, not to say that it's always this case. This is, this is just my experience with the people that I often play with in these scenes. But the sex is kind of like you get home and you do that part, I guess. Or you do that in like more of a private area. It's or maybe with a group that you negotiate with in that setting, but it's not as much of a free-for-all, if you will. It's a deeper, connective experience. The kink side. Yeah. So it's not as simple as, I'll strap on a condom and fuck this person. That is yeah. simply not what it is. Correct. It, it re requires study, practice, um, emotional intelligence. And thank you for sharing that with us. I think there's yeah. a deeper understanding that can happen from getting people's firsthand accounts. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. That was fun. <laughs> I told you. Happy Thanksgiving, perverts. Uh, that was Story Hour with, with Amanda. And... We have a few more stories coming, then, like we said, we're taking a little hiatus. So, last chance to continue to tell people to tune in. I'm going to be chatting with dear friend Heather McPherson shortly for a podcast. So, that'll be a fun, like, extension of what's going on. You'll still uh, get to chat with us, but should be fun. Tell friends. Have other people listen. We'll get through this pandemic together safely. Bye.